This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. This podcast is creating a behind-the-scenes look with athletic coaches, mental coaches, and life coaches as we try to give you new ways, thoughts, and ideas to better your life. My goal is for you to discover what's possible in your own life. Whether you wish to create an amazing career or you're looking to solve specific issues within your life, these episodes will give you the tools you need to take your life to the next level. Now allow yourself a break from everyday chaos and let us step into your world and help you become a better version of yourself each day. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. This is Chad and you're listening to Never in my wildest dreams podcast. This is our fourth episode of 2023. So I wanted to record this podcast and share some questions that I've been asking myself lately that I think you maybe should ask yourself as well. It's had a profound effect on me and made me realize a lot of things about my life and hopefully makes you think of some different things and realize a lot of things about your life. There's no doubt on my mind that you can really create your own reality in your own mind. There's really no faking this. I have been doing this at a sustained level for a long time where I envision something's going to happen and then I work towards that. And it's usually how my thoughts play out in my head and in my life so clearly. But one thing that I talk about is the adjustment in your identity when you become somebody that has gotten and achieved the goals that you really want to achieve. And sometimes it's money, sometimes it's a career, sometimes it's a family. But when you finally achieve those things, you start asking yourself other questions. So I wanted to ask you five questions that I've asked myself, and I'll share my answers with you as well, and the five questions so that you can ask yourself and create some self-awareness, but you also might decide that it's actually what you really want or maybe not. Because so many times when we're talking with people and I'm talking with people and we're asking what they want, the answer is, I really don't know. And I think partially is that because they really don't know and the other part of it is because that we have been taught to never dream big never access our own desires because we'll be considered selfish or we'll be told that you can't do that you're never going to be good enough to do that so we always build these walls up that we can never go past maybe self-awareness walls is what we'll call them so that we consistently won't fail ourselves. And it's maybe a defense mechanism. So what I'm going to try to talk to you about a little bit is that we can look outside of ourselves, come up with solutions, opinions, and judgments on our own lives so that we can start accessing our own wishes. And I actually think these questions really help create some constraint for me and some understanding. Now, you don't have to do anything that these questions do or say, you know that. You just have to start thinking through them a little bit differently so that you can start getting the truth about yourself when you're asking these questions. So let's start with the premise that there's five questions that I ask myself at the beginning of the year with only one year left to live in your life. So we've now created the constraint that our life is only going to be one year long. And the pressure on the brain into understanding what's most important and to create some self-awareness. So question number one is, if you have one year to live, what would you stop doing? And it's really interesting because what is a priority or focus on a year that you want to make the best year of your life? Like I'm committed to make 2023 the best year of my life. And so thinking about that, 
and the last year of my life and the order that it was in to make this my best year of my life, the answer was pretty simple for me. Stop complaining, start doing. I think so many times we get caught up in this vicious cycle of complaining about every little thing that's not right, and we never look at truly what's going on in front of us that's great. And if we can start focus on the positive stuff, not the negative stuff, then it would start working for us in a better way. For many people, when I ask them this question, they answer, would they, they would stop working, they wouldn't work so hard, they'd travel more. To me, I would stop complaining because I truly do love what I do. I love helping people. I love coaching people. I love doing this podcast. I love starting to create my own legacy that I can live for and my kids can listen to me through this podcast to understand my life lessons much past the time that I'm no longer here. So to me, the joy that I get of doing this is something that I'm going to focus on and not focus on complaining and the negativity as much. Now, I will tell you that I've tried to do this many times in the past, focusing on a few different things to help me do this to become better as a person and through therapy. One of them was stop worrying. Another one was stop people-pleasing. And I think this is extremely important because it gives us freedom. I think in my life now, because if you ask me this question, all of a sudden you become the center of your life because your experience on this life is now limited. The truth is your experience in this life is truly limited. You're not going to have full access to this life forever. So by considering it a year at a time, it brings up different values and what's extremely important to you. And that's why I think complaining is something that's hindering you in the ability to be the best person that you can be and focusing on the positive which then increases the value of what's really important for you in that year. So question number two is if you have one year to live, what would you start doing? I recently asked myself this question about what's most important for me and what would I start doing? And the two things that pop in my mind instantly, traveling more and memory time with my family. And I think that's extremely important because I want to go to the Caribbean I want to see more of the United States and the world. I want to start taking my kids with me and my family with me to do that. I want to make special trips with Sonia so that we can create memories and enjoy each other one-on-one at times, with the family at times. Because at the end of the day, at the end of this year, as we take this snapshot and look at it, we only have those memories to ever live with. Now, if I ask this question and maybe poll different people, some would say they'd start living out their dreams. Some might say they would start telling the people around them how they really felt. Maybe create a body of work. Start creating a legacy or a lasting imprint. I've started to kind of do a lot of this stuff because everyone in my life, I could die today. And I want everybody in my life to know how much I feel about them or care about them, how much I love them. I really true to try to tell them all the time that, you know, probably over the top a little bit with I love yous, probably over the top with a little bit about thinking about you. But if I die in a car accident driving home today, 
I want them to be able to go back and be like, man, he really had me on his mind. He really did love me because that last transaction could truly be the one they look at and see forever. And that's extremely important to me because I don't ever want to leave this earth with something unsaid because the void that comes with that is more impactful on your loved ones or the ones that you care about. And I really don't want them to ever wonder, what did Chad really think of me? Did Chad really love me? Was I really on Chad's mind? Now, I say a lot of this because as I've started to create this body of work and started creating my content, my own contribution to helping others become the best version of themselves, and as I started living my best life and my dreams, what comes to me is that I really want the making of memories and the traveling to be really, really important because my kids can tell their kids and they can start going through that process of here is what dad did. Here is what your grandfather did. And I do believe that when I start doing that and I'm able to do that now, that it'll be much more fulfilling for everybody in my family. And I really look forward to that. Question number three, if I had one year to live, what would I no longer care about? And my answer to this is I would no longer care about anyone in my life that lives in terms of judgment. And that includes me. It's so crazy when you think about walking this earth, knowing that you only have one year to live, how fewer F's, I'm going to try to be kid friendly, how fewer F's you give about or people when they think about you in a certain way. The judgment-free zone is what I try to live in. Not holding judgment against others and not allowing others to hold judgment against me. And I feel as there is a ton of freedom to this. If someone gets mad at you for being a bad driver or someone gets mad at you for cutting in front of them in a line or an accident or something, you're going to not give in anyway, right? You're not going to give it any energy. You know, the whole idea is if someone should be unhappy about your life, it shouldn't be you. That's the whole concept in all of this, right? So I don't give any Fs if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing or how I'm doing it or what I'm doing. Because at the end of the day, the only people in my world that truly, truly matter are my circle. And those who are in my circle, they can have judgments on what I'm doing because I value theirs. And I value the judgments I held against myself at times because it's going to keep me in line. It's going to keep me on the straight and narrow, the right path, whatever phrase you want to use for that. But it's going to keep you steady at moving forward. But if you're not in my circle and you don't like the way I do something, that's your problem. That's not mine anymore. And I think that concept has allowed me to stop worrying as much, stop people pleasing as much. And it started to allow me to just live and be Chad. And that's the most important thing in the world I can be is just be me because those in your circle will love you for who you are and what you're becoming, not what they want you to be. And I think too many times in life, we're told that we need to be something and not be us. And I honestly believe that the generation that raised us, not just parents, teachers, um, other adults, 
they tried to mold us into becoming little robots of who they used to be or what they wanted us to be instead of allowing us to be free in who we are. Because I truly believe that if you're comfortable within your own skin, you will be the best version of yourself every single day. When we come back right after this, we will touch on the next two questions. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Question number four, if you had one year to live, what would you care more about? And I bring this up a lot with myself. And I think I would care more about my kids and family and making sure they're as ready as they can be for the world today and for pretty much any obstacle that is thrown their way. It's extremely important to me because the world that we're growing up into today is different than the world I grew up in. It's different than the world my parents grew up in. Kids today have so many different variables thrown at them that we had no idea about. And I think it's extremely important to be able to have all those obstacles, not covered, but make sure that they're comfortable with all those obstacles because that's extremely important. I also want my kids to become more independent. And I have learned from all the lessons and struggles that I have gone through, so it's extremely important for me to pass those life lessons along to others, especially my family. Now, I'm not naive enough to think that they're never going to struggle, never going to fail, never going to get themselves in some sort of trouble. Because it's going to happen. I mean, we're human, right? We're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin. We're going to cause issues that we probably shouldn't have. But they need to know that no matter what, how bad it ever is, the support and love is 100%. The I'm standing beside you is 100%. And I feel as though that on top of the tools that they've been given is something that I definitely can look at and say, this is something that I care more about every single day. And it's growing every single day. So when I look at everything and take a big step back, I want to make sure that my family and friends know exactly what my core caring is. And once they know that, the support will grow day to day because that's something that they definitely can rely on. And that's a big piece in this. I wanted my kids to be able to rely on me and know that I will be there for them no matter what. The last question is, Why do my thoughts and feelings and actions change if I give myself less time to live? I think this is a really important question. I do not have the answer to this question, but I think it's really important to ask ourselves this exact question. If we condense the amount of time we have left, why are we more confident? Why do we care less about what other people think? Why do our dreams become more important to us? Why do little things matter less? when we condense the amount of time. Because the truth is, none of us really know how much time we truly have left. And I try to live like this, could be my last year on the planet, maybe my last day. And if that's the case, how do I want to live out the rest of my time on this earth? And why does it change if I only have just that little amount of time? I think a lot of times our thoughts, or I'll get around to it, or it doesn't matter just yet, There's always tomorrow, 
That seems too hard right now. We procrastinate on things. Now, this is great because it gives me a chance to talk about procrastination and my viewpoint on procrastination. It's not laziness. It's not lack of discipline. It's not lack of caring. It's a coping mechanism. You have the desire to feel good about yourself right now, and you deserve that. You have a desire to lessen the stress in your life, and you deserve that. I get it. But the first step about people that procrastinate is they never forgive themselves. I read some stuff from Timothy Peichel, who has done research on procrastination for over two decades. I mean, imagine two decades studying just this topic. And he co-authored a book about individuals who forgave themselves for procrastinating. They were less likely to procrastinate on the next big thing in their life. I know this sounds silly, but part of the problem that we have right now is that when we procrastinate, we start to become really hard on ourselves. In fact, we start to be harder on ourselves every single day, and it starts first thing in the morning. Hitting the snooze button is the biggest form of procrastination. Now remember, you're not procrastinating on a paper or a project or a phone call or an email. You're procrastinating on your life. You're basically saying the first decision that I'm going to make today in this miraculous thing that I call life is I need five more minutes. I'm just going to avoid it altogether. And honestly, I am the one that does this the most. I hit snooze a ton. But after reading this and trying to understand and develop a mindset moving forward, I think that when I hit the snooze button and procrastinate and roll over, I'm just opting out and making the first decision so obvious that I'm not going to start the day right. So I am choosing to not hit the snooze button and not avoid facing life and the difficulties that might be in that day. I'm going to feel more energized. I'm going to feel more in control. I'm going to feel more empowered. And all my excuses, fears, anxieties, frustrations, and fatigue are going to go away. And all of this is starting with the first decision in the morning for me, which is going to be, I don't need to hit the snooze button anymore. I need to just get my ass up and moving. And I say all this because if I'm truly trying to understand what it's like to live on this planet for just one more year and how I want to live my life, wouldn't it be a lot better to get up every single day with complete confidence and vigor to want to be better? I mean, think about that. If you lived your life knowing that you could be reckless, now that's a, that's a strong term, not reckless in a bad way, but you're just going to go after everything you've ever wanted in life recklessly. You are just going to work your tail off and make it the best life ever for you, roll out of bed and try it. Try it for five days. Don't hit the snooze button. Get your ass up. Go get your coffee, your cold shower, your water, whatever your routine is. Go do it, but don't hit the snooze button. And see how much better your day is and how much more confidence you have. Because I think when we just start cutting things out of our life and we really start to focus on what's important, and we live every day as if it's our last or every year as if it's our last, the cliche, you know, I think that we are going to be in a position where we will be much happier and confident. I mean, think about this. Would you make the phone call? 
Would you send the text? Would you send the email? Would you stop by and say hi and see somebody if you knew it might be the last time? They're the things that I want you to think about. So I encourage you to ask yourself these five questions. If you had one year to live, and what would you stop doing? If you had one year to live, what would you start doing? If you had one year to live, what would you no longer care about? If you had one year to live, what would you care about more? And why do our thoughts, feelings, and actions change when we have less time? I mean, for me, this has been a big game changer. And now that I've started the 75 hard challenge for me, I want to be the best teacher, motivator, dad, fiance, bonus dad I can every single day. And it's all going to start with me not hitting the snooze button and getting my ass out of bed and being the single person that I want to be literally every single day while I'm alive. Finding the purpose of my life, living it to the best of my ability, and moving forward. I hope these five questions serve you well. I hope they increase your awareness and give you something to think about, some aha moments. And I hope they make the next week in your life the most beautiful week you have. And then we can build on that and start talking about your most beautiful life. And for me, doing this podcast weekly is starting to become one facet in my world and what is most beautiful in my life. You know, I'm coming up with a whole bunch of different ideas different scenarios that I see both in school and my personal life, other people's experiences. And I'm just trying to build on different things. And that's why these five questions were important to me, because if you're able to maturely step back and look at things the way you need to as an adult and try to understand how you got to certain points in your life, I truly feel as though you will look at things through a different lens. And by doing that, your life will become that much better. The next podcast I want to talk about is success versus happiness. And I'm really looking forward to talking about this one because what we deem will make us happy compared to what might actually make us happy is such a facade that I really cannot wait to dive into it. It's something I'm really, really looking forward to. So next week, that's what we're going to talk about. I've already started putting some content together. I've already started building some different things to look at to get you to look inside your life to understand what has made you happy and has success driven it. And if it has made you happy, why has it? And if it has not, why has it not made you happy? This is Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. I thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you guys again next week.